Bhagavad Gita is a book of mankind's collected experience of and answers to life's most basic questions. Who I am? From where do I come? What is my purpose and destiny? And most practically, how do I find happiness? These podcasts originate in the lectures of Neil Bhatt, a disciple of Swami Chinmayananda. They are presented here in 20 to 30 minute segments, each covering three of the Gita's 701 verses. Welcome to Gita Wisdom for Daily Living. We had been discussing chapter 8, Imperishable Brahman. And we are coming to the last concluding verses of this chapter. In chapter 7, we learned about the nature of the Supreme and the higher Prakriti and the lower Prakriti. He said, My lower Prakriti is eightfold Prakriti which is manifest. My higher Prakriti which supports this lower Prakriti. So that higher Prakriti is the imperishable Brahman, which is the substratum for this lower Prakriti. That which is manifest is supported by that which is unmanifest. That unmanifest is the supreme Brahman, the imperishable. So chapter 8 is our quest to understand the imperishable Brahman. So we've been discussing the nature of the imperishable Brahman. In the beginning we have learned that the nature of that supreme reality is imperishable. He is self-knowing and his work is to create these things and beings. Same supreme reality creates these things and beings as Prakriti, as the lower Prakriti, out of his own self. So the world which we see is the manifest world, but it is supported by the unmanifest. Unmanifest is imperishable, but the world which it creates is perishable. Prakriti is infinite, just as Brahman is infinite. Prakriti is ever-existing, just as Brahman is ever-existing. But the creation within Prakriti are perishable. Because the same entity which creates these things and beings will keep creating and destroying. The Brahma, the creator, while he is working, that's his day. When he is not working, that's his night. And we have seen that how long the Brahma's day is compared to ours. And then in the end we have talked about how can the individual ego the individual entity which finds itself to be limited by these limitations of mind and intellect can rise above these limitations and reach the Supreme. So that's the goal. Why I'm suffering through my limitations and therefore there are sorrows. If I was having no limitations, there will not be any sorrow. So my quest in life is to get over all my limitations so when I transit from one existence to another, my goal is always to get to a stage which has less limitations or no limitation. So we talked about the one who dies with that thought of imperishable in mind will read the imperishable. 
one who dies with the goal of achieving something will get to that state of achievement. Those who worship Devas will go to Devas. Those who worship Brahman will go to Brahman. Then we elaborately discuss how to get to that point where we can think about that goal. So the verse 21, which was the last one we have discussed, it says, Avyakta aksara iti ukta tam ahuhu paramam That which is considered the unmanifest, imperishable, is your highest goal. And they who reach it never again return. Yam prapyanna nevartanti. Everyone else has to come back because of some goal or other, some desire or other, which is unfulfilled. And I want to fulfill it. I want to achieve their capabilities and then achieve that goal. So to achieve that now I'm in a pursuit of happiness because my happiness is somewhere else. I have to come back to pursue my happiness. But one who wants to achieve that happiness which is supreme, then he doesn't have to come back. And therefore it says that your goal is to achieve that unmanifest and imperishable. That is considered the highest goal. They who reach it never again return. Bhagavan said, that is my highest abode. Taddhama paramam. That's what my abode is. All this time, we had been discussing and thinking about what is the nature of the Lord and where does He reside. Bhagavan says, that is my abode and that's my nature. My nature is supreme, imperishable, unmanifest. My abode is that state of awareness. That's my abode. That's where you will find me. So the next seven verses, which are the concluding verses, say, Purusasa partha bhaktya labhyatu ananya. Is it ever possible to achieve that state of achieving oneness with the imperishable Brahman? Right now I can achieve oneness with my own limitations, that this is me. I can also relate to the other things in the world and achieve oneness. But it is unthinkable right now to achieve that oneness with the supreme, imperishable Brahman. So Bhagavan gives guarantee here that it is achievable by bhaktiya labhyadu ananya, by single-pointed devotion. The single-pointed devotion, the single-pointed identification with that imperishable Brahman. As long as I'm identified with something else, I cannot be identifying with that. As long as I'm identified with my body, my intellect, there is no way that I can identify with him. As long as I identify Democratic Party, I cannot be Republican. If I'm independent only. So Bhagavan said it is possible for Purusa, any person to achieve that by single-pointed devotion. That's the only path. Yasyantahasthani bhutani. That single-pointed devotion for what? That which is the indwelling for all beings. I am trying to achieve understanding about myself. But in that inward journey, I have to realize that myself is not just limited to my limited self, but it is the self of all the beings. Yasyanta sthani bhutani, that's the dwelling place for all the beings. Enam sarvam idam tatam, 
and everything is pervaded by it. That entity with which I want to identify, which is the dwelling place of all the beings and things, with that single pointed devotion, I'm identifying with that. We can very easily identify with the people and things which are similar to me. We have difficulty identifying with people who are a little different than us. They speak different language, they look different. It's a way I can overcome that, but then I have to identify with entire Jagat. And it goes even beyond that and says, there is nothing in this universe, cosmos, where this self is not provided. In my inward journey of meditation, I have to understand and identify with that entity which does not leave anything out. If I say I love this but I hate this, well I have limited him. I created limitation for him and therefore my journey is incomplete. So now the next few verses, Bhagavan said that I will explain to you how to reach them. And he said there are two paths. Yatra kale tu anavrittim avrittim cheva yogina. Well, first qualification, you should be a yogi. You are the one who is striving to achieve this liberation that is given. But the striving alone will not guarantee that you will achieve liberation because the path you may take. They said that I will explain the time and path. While parting from this state of existence, one which is the path of return and one the path of no return. I'll explain to you. We said that we had been trying, the people had been trying, but we continue to come back to the same world of sorrow. Prayata yanti tamkalam vakshami bharatasabha. So I will let you know what path will lead you to no return. I also let you know what the path of return. So that's basically just an introduction to the next two verses. It says, Agnihi Jyotihi Ahaha Shuklaha Shanmasa Uttarayanam Tatra Prayata Gachanti Brahma Brahma Vido Janaha. These two sananzas are very, very difficult to understand because from a superficial translation it makes no sense whatsoever. It says that Agni Jyoti Ahaha, fire, light, daytime, Shuklaha, the bright fortnight, and six months of Uttarayanam, Tatra Prayata, one who goes through that path, Gachanti Brahma Brahma Vido Janaha, they go to the Brahman of no return. Brahma Vido Janaha, the yogi who knows Brahman and who goes through this path of this light, he never returns. So now, as we have come to the conclusion that when the, this six months people die, they have a chance to we are liberated, other six months have no chance. December 22nd, as it has clarified, to June 21st. And after June 22nd to December 21st, people have to return. So that obviously makes no sense. Swamiji explains here that Gita, you have to remember, the Gita is the essence of Upanishads. Sarva Upanishado Gavo Dogdha Gopala Nandanam. All Upanishads are cows, and Gopal Nandan has 
collected the milk and gave it to you. He's the milker. He's the one who collected all the ideas and concepts from Upanishads and put it in Bhagavad Gita. You have to know Upanishads. You have to study of Upanishads to understand this con. These concepts are taken from Upanishads. This particular two verses of path of Uttarayan and Dakshinayan are directly taken from Prasnopanishad. Prasnopanishad elaborately explains the path of Uttarayan and Dakshinayan. It starts with explaining the creation of this universe, that Prajapati himself became the sun and the moon. The sun represents energy, moon represents matter. And then it also explains how the year is created, how a month is created, how a day is created. And one represents energy, other matter. Anything during day is represent energy, sun. We know that during daytime is the domain of sun, the sunlight, energy, activity. Nighttime is presided by moon, and it's inactivity, darkness, that's the path of moon. So the two paths were thought of as the path of energy and path of matter. Path of energy, path of sun. So with the karma mukti, which is the gradual liberation by pasana, by karmas, you reach through the path of sun to the Brahmaloka. So we also talk about, you know, that we can gradually improve ourselves. So the good actions are necessary, we know that. But we also know that doing good is not good enough. It has to be associated with knowledge. So that is the difference between the two parts. One who is doing good, but with a goal of getting something good out of it. And that's the path of good, and that's the path of return. One who is doing good, but without gaining anything out of it, but to liberate himself, that selfless actions, that the path of no return. These two are symbolically, and in the Upanishadic languages, were described as path of Uttarayan and path of Dakshinayan. Other way also to look at it is, when we face sun in the morning, you are facing east, on your right side is south, and your left side is north. So path of Dakshinayan is, sun is rising from the east, going from the south, and setting in the west. It seems that the path of north is path of a rising sun, and path of south is a path of the setting sun. So we are going from the rising sun to the daytime, from setting sun to the nighttime. So if we associate the knowledge, the sacred, to the path of rising sun, then the path of Uttarayan, path of setting sun, which is the path of Dakshinayan. Both of this describes the mental makeup of a yogi. One who is seeking liberation, whether he has to come back and enjoy. If we listen to convention, if we just look at how the nominee is described, it looks like they're sages. They're only driven by the common good. They just wanted to do nothing but to help people. So if that is true, then he's a sage. But if you take that and see that they are not only doing good, 
but they also have their own good in mind. They want to achieve something out of it. That's the path of return. You're constantly coming back to do good so that you can get something out of it. Bhagavan said for the yogi also exactly the same. Prasnopadne said very in detail described that those who are the artharthi, those who want to gain something out of their good actions, they are on the path of return. And we have seen in earlier verses that in the time of Brahma's night, all beings are in dormant state and when the creation starts, they start from whatever the unfulfilled desires and come back in this universe again. But those who have no desires will go through the path of sun to the Brahmaloka, to the world of creator and then will merge with the imperishable Brahman. It describes what is the mental makeup of the seeker. That if he has no desire, the path of Agnihi, Jyotihi, Aha, Shukla, Sanmasa, Uttarayanam. Tatra Prayata, Gachanti, Brahma, Brahma, Vido, Janaha. Those who are following the path of light. So everything indicated here shows the path of light. And Agni, Jyoti, Aha, Sukla, Krishna, it describes that gradually from the karmas to the upasanas to the meditation that one reaches the state where he does not return back. In contrast to that, Dumo, Ratri, Tatha, Krishnaha, Sanmasa, Dakshinayanam, Tatra, Chandramasam, Jyotihi, Yogi, Prapya, Nivartate. So the smoke night time, the dark fortnight, also six months of the southern solstice, attaining by this to the moon, the lunar light, the yogi returns. Prasnopanishad clearly said the Prajapati himself became sun and moon. One represents energy, other represents matter. Our world is nothing but combination of matter and energy. As long as I am associated with the matter, I have to come back again and again. As long as I am associated with forms and names, I have to come back. Because my aspirations, because I have decided my happiness lies in these names and forms, the world of names and forms, therefore I have to come back here. But when I associate with the energy, the unmanifest, that which makes this world function, then I don't have to come back. One is presided by energy, other is presided by matter. So where my identification is will determine what my final destination would be. Sukla Krishna Gatihi Yeti Jagatha Sashvate Mate. These two paths of light and darkness are always available from the beginning of time. He said, from the beginning of this creation, these two are available to all beings. Whether I want to identify with that all-pervading entity or a limited world of names and forms and beings and things. And wherever I identify, that's what my destiny would be. Ekaya yati anavrittim. One is a path of no return, another is a path of return. From the beginning of the creation, both are available to all things and beings. And it is up to the individualized ego 
where that ego, that limited being defines and decides whether this state of existence is acceptable or not. Na ete suti partha janan yogi muhiti kashchan. I'll only get confused if I only know one path. If I do not know all the options available to me, I will choose an option which may not be correct. I can take a million dollar, I can also take a billion dollar. When if I didn't know that billion dollar option is available, I will only take a million dollar one. But he said, one who knows that both options are available, he will never get confused. He knows which is best for him. We right now only know one path. One path is path of coming back again and again. I do something, gives me happiness, I want to do it again. That's the only path we know. And then when we do it, we get happiness, we want to make it permanent. And that is where we fail, because nothing can be permanent. Something which was in one situation yesterday will not be the same today. But one who knows both the path, he will never be confused. Tasmat sarvesu kalesi yoga yukto bhava arjuna. So Bhagawan gives this prescription. Therefore become yogi who knows both the paths at all the time. Therefore you will never get confused what is good for you. And the last verse concludes the chapter saying that Vedeshu yagnesu tapahasu eva daneshu yat punya phalam pradeshtam when we go to the temple, there were boards written for some time ago, which I don't know, it's still there, that one who performs this puja will get this punya thousand times of giving cows. Because in our literature, you know, Puranic literature, in our scriptures, this Karmakanda gives the promise of this exaggerated return of your actions. That if you do this, you will get this. The other day Ram Gupta explained that when you are in a farming, in olden days the farmers were the richest people because the return is thousand times. You put one seed and a thousand seeds come out of it. So what is the return? A thousand times. This is the best business you can be in. In no business there is a thousand percent return other than nature. So in our scriptures, all actions good actions are given results thousands of times. You give one thing to nature, nature gives you back thousand times. But if I am not focusing on my actions, I may be missing out on that. So Arjuna may have a doubt that all these ideas are good about meditation, but what about all those good things which are described in Vedas and Puranas about Karmakand and austerity, Without that, how can I reach there? So Bhagavan said, whatever the meritorious results are promised by Veda, by learning Vedas and practicing Karmakan, Yagna, performing Yagnas as described in Veda, Tapas, austerities to be practiced, or charity, Dhanesha, that which is gained by those actions, Atyedi Tat Sarvamidam, the results of this mental conditioning of your mind by meditation, of overcoming all your limitations, all your identifications. Our problem is purely identification. As long as I am identified, I associate with all the sorrows. As long as the car was mine, all its problems were mine. 
the day I sell that car, somebody takes it away, I don't care what happens to that car. So, as long as I'm identified with these limited things and beings, I'm caught up into what good actions I do and what results I get. And when people don't give the same results, I'm upset and mad, and my expectations are not met. Bhagavan said, one who practices this path of light, path of knowledge, the results are a lot more than anything that is promised in the path of actions. Yogi paramsthanam upeti chaidyam. That yogi, the yogi who has contemplated on the nature of the imperishable and identified with it, that which is the abode of all the beings, one who identifies with that, he achieves that sthanam upeti chaidyam. He achieves that the supreme primeval state of existence of the Brahman imperishable. And then there is no sorrow, there is no unhappiness because there is no competition. There is no one else other than me. We will stop right here. Om Sarve Bhavantu Sukhina Sarve Santu Niramayaha Sarve Bhadrani Pashyantu Ma kaschit dukkha bhag Om Shantihi 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 Harihi Om Shri Guru Bhyo Namaha Harihi Om